Welcome to the TikTok podcast sponsored by Tourette Ottawa. Listen in as your hosts Jimmy and Brandon discuss everything Tourette syndrome. You can show your support for the show by sharing it and most importantly, spreading awareness about Tourette syndrome. Before I jump into introducing today's guest, I want to remind you that the cure for Tourette syndrome is awareness. And the best way to do that and simultaneously support this podcast is to share it. Spread the word, generate awareness. You can send us an email at tiktokquestions at gmail.com. That's T-I-C-T-A-L-K questions at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us to discuss on the show. And remember, the TikTok podcast is available on YouTube in video format. So tune in at TikTok podcast on YouTube. On this episode, the guys discuss accommodations and how they relate to Tourette syndrome. Fair warning, this is our opinion only based off of our experiences and we will do another episode putting accommodations in more detail as it pertains to Tourette syndrome. Thanks and enjoy the show. First, I want to start with that joke that I meant to show the last time. Okay. Just to start it off on a light note, if that's mm-hmm. okay with you. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I've got it queued up here. And uh, I'm just going to play it. I, I tested it, so it should sound okay. And I'm just going to play it into the mic, okay? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yo, this is a true story. When I was 10 years old, my parents sent me to Tourette's camp. Yeah, that's where the joke should end. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real place. And I didn't realize it till this moment, but I found out that when other people twitch, it makes me twitch more. <laughs> So on the first day, they put us in a circle with a hundred kids. The kid next to me did a shoulder roll, and my Tourette saw that and took that as a challenge. And I threw him a head flop. The girl next to him did a full body twitch, and everybody saw that, and all hell broke loose. Kids were rolling on the ground. I was in the corner like, why they send this here? <laughs> Our parents were on top of a hill like, oh, they're breakdancing. All right. Oh, man. So what, do you, what do you think? That reminds me of the story, <laughs> the story that you told me. Um, about yeah, the, the, with the Chris Neal. Yeah. That's yeah. really funny. That sounds like a really bad idea. I mean, like, <laughs> bad or good idea, I'm not sure but um, I could see how it could get out of control. Yeah. So I think uh, I heard that joke. That's one of the ones, like I said, it kind of ma- checks all the boxes. He has to That goes in a good pile, for sure. Yeah, he can talk about it. The joke was pretty funny. What's his and name? So his name is uh, Samuel J. Comro. And right. that was on America's Got Talent, actually. Shout out to that guy for uh, actually doing a funny Tourette's joke. Yeah, I, I actually, his whole set was Tourette's jokes. Um, that was just the one that reminded me of what you told me, so I, I wanted to use that one. But nice. so there are funny, there are funny jokes out there. This is uh, proven now, and I'm going to keep digging for more. But uh, good news. But but what I actually wanted to talk about today um, for the, the actual episode was um, accommodations. Because we had oh, mentioned nice. that we wanted to, to talk about accommodations, and mm-hmm. 
so I, uh, I did look up some stuff and, um, the, 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 fir the first thing I wanted to start with was the human Ontario human rights commission. Um, they have, uh, policy on preventing discrimination based on mental health disabilities. Is the Canadian, Canadian human rights commission or Ontario? This is Ontario. Um, and, uh, number 13 that they have is, uh, it's called the duty to accommodate. And, uh, so under that, uh, section, basically, um, employers and unions, housing providers and service providers have a duty to accommodate the needs of people with psychosocial disabilities to make sure they have equal opportunities, equal access, and can enjoy equal benefits. All right. Um, and obviously that is a wide, uh, it's pretty broad, but it's, it's also, it encompasses a lot of different, um, disabilities or mm -hmm. conditions. Um, but because Tourette syndrome is actually, uh, under the Canadian disabilities act considered a disability, it does fall. Is it considered a psychosocial disability? I don't because a no. psychosocial disability is a disability that arises from mental health issues. It's like someone with severe crippling depression, um, someone with like OCD that can't go, that can't leave the house. Yeah. Um, Things like that. Well, I, I don't think it, I don't think just like for clarification, I don't think it, it classifies as a, as a mental health disability. I think it classifies as like a, a physiological neurological well, disability. Well, it's, uh, it seems to be that it is a, uh, psychiatric neurological yeah. disorder. There we go. So Perfect. a psychiatric disorder. I'm sure. Just getting clarification because psychosocial yeah. versus psychiatric is different. Psychiatric is like a, a neurological wiring fault. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Right. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure that. I could, oh, okay, here we go. Um, I think the same thing, the same umbrella, like, works. I'm just making sure that we're, we're careful with our, our words. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but again, even uh, with the Canadian, um, like I said, the Canadian... Uh, Human Rights Commission? Yes. Yeah, 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 they classify it as a disability anyways. Yeah, yes. All disabilities yes. require that um, accommodations are um, provided if requested, right? If necessary. Yeah. Um, and if, and if, uh, as long as they fit that, that need, they have all the Human Rights Commission things apply. And it basically just ensures equal treatment. Um, hmm. So long as they're able to do the, whatever job effectively or whatever duty that they have to do that they would require treatment for effectively, then right. uh, it requires or ensures, I guess, equal treatments so that not discriminated against uh, unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you can you can be, um, you know, not you can not be I don't know considered for a raise or a, a you know a, mm -hmm. a position or something because yeah. of that. But that's not really actually what I wanted to focus on uh, yeah. for this episode. What I wanted to focus on, because I know that there are a lot of parents that listen uh, to, the, to the podcast, 
So I kind of wanted to focus on um, children and accommodations in school, um, like in elementary school, and basically uh, kind of run through a list of possible helpful accommodations that could be requested. Awesome. And, um, so I did find uh, Tourette Canada, actually. Um, they did, in 2015, uh, they posted a fact sheet about classroom accommodations, which you can just easily find that um, by typing it into Internet Canada and just search. Um, but I didn't, uh, I don't want to actually talk about that fact sheet because it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's great, but it's not in, um, you know, point form. And I think that for our sake, just to, just to rattle through some, um, we're going to do point form. So I actually yeah. found one. So I found one on um, the Tourette Association of America website. Mm -hmm. and They're a great website, they, actually. Yeah. And they have a really good, it's called Classroom Strategies and Techniques for Students with Tourette Syndrome. So um, they have a list of accommodations for uh, tick syndromes and for obsessive compulsive syndromes, ADHD. Like they go through all of them. We'll just talk about the tick symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want, I can just start listing them off and uh, you can tell me if you had that or if it would have been helpful or why. How about mm -hmm. that? Sure. Sound good? Okay. So the first one is uh, to provide a separate test location with time limits waived or extended. What do you think about that? So that was one that was actually offered to me. So just, just for, so we can I'll preface your list with the fact that, I mean, first of all, I'll talk about my accommodations that I had. Um, I don't think you had any, right? Because you didn't. Uh, oh, that was the, yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. So I only used, the only accommodation that I was offered that I actually used and, and asked for was, um, which we'll talk about later, was getting up and walking. Mm -hmm. um, the rest of them, I, I didn't action but th there was some that were offered to me that probably could have been useful, um, but I didn't find the need. So that was just my thing. But um, so, so you just said testing in a separate room. Yeah. I could totally see that being necessary for somebody, um, especially somebody who has anxiety around the social issues between ticks, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking that uh, yeah, like it would be good for the student with Tourette syndrome uh, to just have their own private room, uh, but also for the class, because if you had ticks that were disruptive, mm -hmm. then it could cause a lot of like a lot of stress for the uh, yeah. for the student with Tourette's because you don't want to disrupt like because it's embarrassing. And then that and also a lot more stress for the other kids, too. Yeah, so it is it is it is a dis yeah. it is a disruption. Like if yeah, certain they have ticks, to do their they have to do their yeah. tests too. It would be unfair think, for our yeah. for someone to uh to be ticking and interrupt somebody else too. Like yeah. As usual, I'll derail the conversation a little bit. Um I think it's pretty like people seem to be want to force uh compliance or force the fact that their ticks or Tourette's couldn't possibly be aggravating or, or annoying at all to other people. But like, if somebody has a cold, their cough and sneezes and sniffles are still annoying. 
Yeah. You know, they have a cold. It's all good. Still annoying. Yeah. Same thing happens with ticks. Like if you're, if you're constantly making the same tick over and over and over again, just because you can't control it doesn't mean it's not annoying for other people. And it's a big step for you socially. If you can acknowledge that, like, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. No, this is annoying. And, and a good step for you in the school, if you requested this, would be like, okay, my ticks are getting out of control. They're they're particularly bad today, and we have a test. Let's go into the other room. So, me, yeah. I don't get as disturbed, and so the other kids can effectively write their tests. So, you know. Yeah, so it's good to be aware, um, self-aware of that, too. You know, like I found myself at work sometimes, you know, tapping my pen or doing whatever, and, and it is disruptive to other people around me, and they might not come and say anything because they don't want to yeah. be you yeah. know like they don't want to say anything but yeah in their head they're like this got this has to stop so like does your does your wife uh yeah well i so i mean i mean i do some things mostly like uh my feet like at nighttime i'm i'm like kicking my feet a lot and like twitching my mm-hmm. legs in bed and stuff and she'll tell me to like she doesn't like yeah that. it's disrupted so sometimes yeah. i have to you know go sleep on the couch or Mm. we're in another bedroom or whatever like it's happened so especially when it gets real bad and i'm tossing and turning like crazy it's i gotta go and that's just it get out of here man other people need sleep too yeah um so this one's good the second one educate other students uh who come into contact with the classmate with tourette's and i think that is just like um what we talk about you know owning it but also if it's a younger student who doesn't feel comfortable talking about it i don't know i mean i don't know if having like a an actual like like not an assembly but maybe like a little presentation in the class or something but that might also make the child feel pretty uncomfortable mm-hmm. it's tough because you don't want to like make them a special kid who like mm-hmm. needs all these things that's the interesting thing about Tourette's is it's a very strange balance to assume like you know, I just, I just went camping this weekend and um, it was a great time, totally social, but like, I, I mean, my tics aren't, aren't bad at all, but I can imagine in a situation like that where everything's normal, right? But you just have tics and um, um, for a kid, when you're young, being singled out like that would be, would be strange. Yeah, it could be. So I guess that one would be maybe between, you know, the teacher and the, and the student would have to talk about it. And this is depending on how old the student well, is. Well, yeah, totally. There's, like, to, there's so many ways to educate the educate people without singling one kid out, like mm-hmm. use it as a, a, a thing where it comes up when it happens, you know, like, yeah, it is doing like, Oh, the reason he's doing that is because he has Tourette's and it's totally normal. It's just like, sometimes he ticks and right. You know, just normalizing it, I guess. Yeah. Not yeah, you're you're right. Maybe not making a big deal of it at all might be a better way to go about it. And just I think I think it is. If one, it'll create a, a weird thing with the kid where it'll have a I'm not saying it will, but it could create a a thing where the kid like wants to present it all the time. It's like this big thing. It's like I have Tourette's, but I think to be like a have a lead a successful life with Tourette's. You don't shout it from the rooftops. You just mention it like you tell people what your name is. Like it's that easy and simple. You don't need to but, have a megaphone with your Tourette syndrome everywhere. But but at the same time, it could be an opportunity to 
educate uh, about what Tourette's actually is too, you know, on a deeper mm-hmm. level, uh, depending on the age of the kid, if, you know, older, maybe older kids that might understand it better, older students, then maybe there's an opportunity for a conversation there, uh, a teaching opportunity, more than a younger group of students. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so give breaks out of the classroom as it can be helpful to have a change in settings uh bathroom drinking fountain or made up um, it says this is interesting too uh, a real or made up errand so maybe like if the teacher is noticing it then they can just say oh you know can you go and, and fetch me something from the staff room you know and it's not that's and actually that single it. yeah but at the same time yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. It, I mean, I it depends, that, again, it depends on how comfortable a student is with talking about it. Mm-hmm. If they want to keep yeah. it a secret, then that's yeah. the way. Because because the teacher, I would assume, um, would have a duty to keep something like that uh, secret, confidential, if that's what is requested, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like a moral... Of, yeah yeah i mean for sure that would be great like for me i told you that was the one accommodation that i utilized which is like um i would just go up and walk and um Mm -hmm. walk for two or three minutes five minutes um and but also teachers had no problem if they thought that i needed to stay for something because they were gonna do something important they had no Mm -hmm. no problem telling me to wait which was Mm -hmm. a good thing um and I also had no problem with saying I actually need to go and I would just go because it was, it would be too, too much ticking, you know, or I could feel like a, yeah, I could feel um, like a level of energy, you know? Yeah. And you just think like, you can't focus anyway. So what's the point mm-hmm. of sitting there to get this uh, extra information that you're all you're thinking about is you're, t- you're ticking anyway. It'd so, be like, like if they're, like, if they're going to have a, uh an announcement of some sort or uh, you know okay well this is actually leads to the next one then um a little bit it's this is saying for teachers to provide a copy of the class notes to the student with ticks rather than having them copy from the whiteboard or the overhead and i mean i don't know when when was this written because i have a feeling that now hmm. I haven't been in a in an elementary school classroom in a long time, but this is actually 2021. But I don't think that they they copy notes off blackboards and overheads anymore, do they? Like, isn't it everything digital and like on your iPad? Well, they would still have to type them. I guess typing right? them, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, just regardless, a, yeah, having the teacher uh, just provide a set hmm. of notes instead of having them uh, type it out because hmm. i imagine that they might miss things if they're ticking and then the what do you think about that? changes um i mean i i don't know i guess it depends on the severity of the dress if it was me and i was getting that i would probably feel like i was just uh kind of getting some freebies like i don't know you mm-hmm. could you could ask like you could ask for that technically but yeah 
I think that it's important to only get the accommodations that you actually need. I, I, I wouldn't want to take advantage. I mean, if you're somebody, if you're, yeah, if you're somebody with Tourette's, like you need to learn how to take notes. Yeah. Like that's the thing, you know, like it's not something that you can just use to, um, to get, you know, to get everything easier or something like that. That doesn't. I'm just thinking about how that would set you up later in life. Like that's setting you up yeah. later in life to not be able to take notes. And right. you only and, get and, one life and your life is Tourette's if you have it. So yeah. you got to learn how to, make, how to make that happen. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like, but some, if, if you had a really bad um, tick with your hands or something and like you literally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Start, can't take notes, then that's absolutely something that you should get. Yeah, 100%. Um, but, there are cases where this is absolutely necessary. Yeah. But like for me, for example, I have always been fine with taking notes. That note taking wasn't my problem. It wasn't why I, I struggled sometimes. It was the struggling. Uh, I was more in, a te in testing situations where I would, um, you know, get start, start ticking and have like a tick fit and then uh, run out of time in my test or, you know, stuff like being too stressed out to even think about the answers, stuff like that it was more of my problem. Not, not mm -hmm. notes. I, I was fine at that, <laughs> but yeah, um, I was terrible at notes and I, I didn't get good grades because of it, but that wasn't because of my trust. That was just because I didn't take good notes, you know, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure Tourette's was a contributing factor, but guess what? When I went to college, um, mm -hmm. the second time around, not even the first time around, I had to apply a lot of, a lot of discipline and took me maybe some more time, but I took great notes. And, um, well, yeah. And that's the, that's the, the thing that when I think about accommodations, I think about it as being like an opportunity for, um, everybody, basically for everybody to have the same opportunity to achieve the same outcome, right? Like if, if there's a test and everybody has, um, everyone for example has an hour but someone with Tourette's might take an hour and 20 minutes but they know the material and they can answer all the questions right it just takes them a little bit longer I think it's mm -hmm. it's fair to give them that time uh to make it any you know a level playing field but I don't think that anybody should get an advantage because of it like that's not really the that's not in the spirit of accommodation mm -hmm. I don't think I would hope not. I think it can be used that way. Like, it, yeah, if you're somebody who, if you're somebody who only needs, um, like me, I, I only needed the getting up thing, and that's all I used. The rest mm -hmm. of it would have been nice, I'm sure. But I think from an early age, I understood that I should only really use what I need in terms of mm -hmm. that kind of thing because you don't want to get too greedy. <laughs> Yeah. And I would say you probably don't want to rely on it too much. Like I would, in, in my opinion, like I would rather, um, you know, struggle a little bit harder, like, or have to work a little bit harder than the next guy mm. to, to get something mm -hmm. rather than, rather than, um, have it like have a head start or. I mean, so you're a really good example of this. Like if you have a deadline at five o'clock, can you say change it to five thirty because I have Tourette's? That's the thing. I can't. My job doesn't care. I mean, I mean, well, okay. Sorry. Technically, if I said that to my employer, I'm sure they would have to care. But from my perspective and my career perspective, like I wouldn't, 
ever want that because what i'm saying is like your employer's gonna be be annoyed by that Yeah. yeah and it wouldn't be the truth because there's nothing about my tourette's that should prevent me from meeting a deadline just mine how mine is right so okay i'm saying know. like regardless of your tourette's if you have like if you have a less chill employer say than you do who is who needs something by five o'clock legitimately needs something by five o'clock and say finances say say ten thousand dollars is is betting on this on this five o'clock deadline and if it's not met then there's a punishment to the to the money or, or this the sure stocks close or whatever real estate yeah real estate closings and stuff yeah like, that. like you you have to make the deadline and so while it's important to also to give people with threats opportunity it's also important for the individual with threats to realize that for the rest of their life they might have to work a little bit harder than everybody else yeah mm-hmm. that might be the case for you for the rest of your life it's the case with me if i want to get straight a's i need to work just like a little harder yeah. And that's fine. And, and I mean that it, to me, it, it kind of gives me more, uh, it's more of an accomplishment to me when I do something like that, even if, mm. you know, it might be easy for the next guy, they might not care, but for me, I, it makes me a little bit more, you know, a bigger sense of accomplishment, even if it's not a huge accomplishment to, to, a, uh, to someone without Tourette's. Right. I don't know. That's the way I think about it. And, but I get what you're saying. Like, uh, and it, it's this weird spot where there's, you know, like, let's say I have Tourette so bad that um, I really can't do something. I don't know. Let's say drive. Like, let's say I really just can't drive very well because my Tourette's gets in the way all the time. Like, why would I want to be a bus driver? Right. So like, I could be a bus driver. They would give me the accommodations where I can stop every five minutes and, and, and whatever. But like, that's just probably, I should just probably avoid that, that um, occupation and mm-hmm. find something that, you know, that fit, is more within my abilities. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You're trying to be a Buddhist monk and you have corporealia. Probably not going to work. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like me- a, a medit being a meditation teacher or something mm. would not be helpful practicing like, yoga yeah you wouldn't be very good at that uh, and mm. th- that's fine like you can do it and that's the point you can do whatever you want i'm terrible at dancing but it has nothing to do with my Tourette's so i'm not going to be a dance teacher because i can't dance right and right that's the same exactly way. Yeah. exactly people have you have skills you have abilities and uh yeah i can't be a professional football player because i can't throw a ball that far and, you know, just like I can't be, um, like, you know, like you said, like I can't be a, a Buddhist monk because I can't keep my mouth shut for that long. Like I can't, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, but you're making a, a great point. Like, yeah, if, if, you know, I recognize this about myself, I am somebody who needs an active job mm-hmm. as much as I love uh, mechanics and the science of how things work, things of that nature. I could never be an engineer. Maybe I could, but I probably wouldn't be the best engineer or a great engineer because I, I can't sit still for a long enough time to get me 
to get me through masters and PhD and, and study physics for that long. Like my, my work is in first response. It's dynamic. It's um, changes all the time. I can be super focused and then relaxed. And um, that's the way that I work. So I, I found something that goes with it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I guess that's my point. It's like, you can do it. You could be you know, an engineer, if that's what you wanted to do. And there would be accommodations to help get you there. And that's the point of them. But I just don't think that, you know, just because, and I don't want to sound like insensitive or something. You don't um, sound insensitive. You sound reasonable. Like just because there's an accommodation there to do something doesn't mean that uh, you should do it. Mm-hmm. But bringing this back to our conversation before, you got to go to high school. Oh yeah. And that's the school, <laughs> school and that's, the, um, that's but, why those accommodations are there. Yes. But like I said, taking advantage of them mm-hmm. is like you, and, and you mentioned is not, won't be beneficial for you in the future. So it sounds like you share the perspective that I do on this pretty I much so. like yeah. air on the side of caution in terms of side effects. And I'm coming at that from a person who, is is now relatively uh, more established in, in, in my life and um, also had Tourette's and had some accommodations in, mm-hmm. in school and you're you're coming from the same place uh, more established mm-hmm. than I but um no I don't, I don't but think, I don't know will that man kids qualify you I tell you oh okay well Fair enough. But. Fatherhood, you instantly gain 10 wisdom points. <laughs> I can, I instantly get to tell like really bad jokes. That's the only thing. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I you failed at the start of the podcast because that was actually uh, a decent joke. Apparently, according to these notes uh, and, and the ones from Trek Canada, like they, they all talk about having not punishing students uh, with threats who uh, have bad penmanship and, mm-hmm. uh, like don't I hear that's pretty common. Yeah, and for poor handwriting. And I'm wondering why that is because I have really, really bad penmanship. And Me I've too. never I've 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 just always associated that with being left-handed and being a guy. I thought those two things I mean, yeah, guys to. traditionally don't have great handwriting. Right. But also like the smartest profession in the world. Doctors are notorious for having terrible handwriting. So yeah, who cares? I think that they. I, I actually think that they do that. Uh, I'm sure Purpose. that if we're, if if yeah, I think that if we're wrong, um, we'll find out. But I think they do that so that people can't copy their handwriting and like forge prescriptions. I don't know. That's very possible. Yeah, I mean, that makes yeah, sense. But yeah, I don't know. But regardless, or the, I think a lot or of people are just in a rush and they just. Okay, but is that because of Tourette's though? Like you have bad handwriting, you said, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because of Tourette's, no. I have bad handwriting too, then, but I wonder why it's on all these lists. Because it's probably like a, a commonality between people with Tourette's. I mean, like, I don't know. That's, it's kind of, why would you, why would having why? Tourette's make you have bad handwriting? That doesn't really make I sense. I don't know. Maybe your hand twitches, maybe you're rushing. But it doesn't. Down. Does yours? <laughs> Not when I'm writing. And it doesn't um, either. I mean, I guess if we just broke down the logic, like how, you know, there's this many guys have Tourette's like way more. So if you do it and they have bad handwriting, so if you do a study on people with Tourette's, Oof. like their handwriting's going to be myth, bad. 
debunked, yeah. accommodation yeah. debunked. Yeah. Uh, so I think there are like you and I also come from a spot where our trust is pretty mild. Um, yeah. So I like if there are people with threats that are taking every couple seconds and they're really bad ticks. It's like, right. Yeah. We're, we're not talking. I mean, we are talking about those people and those people should certainly be accommodated probably a lot more, but those people are also not going to be able to drive and they're not going to be able to like, um, one thing that these human rights commissions and, um, accommodation committees, I don't know what they're called, but one thing that they have to sort out that I don't think they have yet is conditions that exist on a spectrum like Tourette's because you can't say that A and B are the same just because they have Tourette's like myself and someone with severe corporealia and someone who takes every two seconds do not need to be accommodated in the same way just because we have the same syndrome right yeah and and like and you know and that's the thing because like we always talk about is that every uh, case of Tourette's is different and um so every tick is different and I might have a tick that requires the strange accommodation that's not mm. on any list or, you know, might not even be like any sort of approved thing, but mm. that's what I would maybe would need. And then the next guy would need something completely different. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not definitely not just a concrete list or, um, you know, it, I guess it's just an idea that, there, like this next one, for example, it says if you're if you have socially inappropriate ticks like spitting or swearing or touching people inappropriately, which to be honest, I've never heard of that as a tick. But Neither have I. Um, uh, but it says unless the child's very young, like maybe you know if you if you're spitting, you have to spit into like a tissue instead of just spitting like different ways to kind of minimize the, and I would say that's to minimize the disruption in the class. Right. So I don't go ahead. What does it say about that accommodation? It says to do what? Oh, uh, it says to brainstorm possible solutions with the student. If the yeah. Okay. So use your discretion. I mean, if you're touching people inappropriately, as far as I'm concerned, that's a no go um, zone right there. That's uh, a, yeah, if you're doing that and you can't stop it, you're getting homeschooled. Well, you probably have to. I, yeah, I mean, that's. It, I think something like that would be. Uh, would I've never heard of that. Some in my special life. attention. I've never heard of that either. But you might need. Yeah, maybe special attention on that one, and maybe a special treatment. Because I don't know that that's. <laughs> I mean, that's like if you know swearing or something isn't really, you know, it's it can be disruptive or offensive. It's not, it's not going to like impede on somebody's rights or like, you know, personal space. Like that's, that would be too a much bit, for sure. Too that much. Would, I, I mean, would, if that's it, I'm sure that's a tick because I always say that anything could be a tick, but um, yeah. I don't know why. I mean that, yeah, that's, I mean, maybe we'll hear. You're going to have to find a tick buster for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gonna gotta get to. rid of that one. <laughs> gotta work on that sure yeah some of them you know like i don't know uh but yeah so and same with spitting like that i don't have that tick i used to like when i was younger but spit uh yeah but it just kind of 
went away and it was only when i was outside and stuff like i didn't ever do it yeah. how old were you? inside when i oh i was probably that was probably around like nine or ten when i was doing that yeah yeah i was about the same age uh when i like spat outside a lot but i never and no one ever around me recognized it as a tick it's like a habit mm -hmm. that i got rid of yeah yeah same with me but i think that uh i mean that makes sense to put you know a napkin there or tissue or whatever like it's that the whole point i guess is just to minimize minimize the disruption to the class and also mm -hmm. to um allow the student to have just as much uh success as mm -hmm. all the other kids i mean it's pretty it's pretty straightforward like it's it's crazy how many laws and rules and regulations and, and legislation have to go into something like accommodations where uh you would think it would just be pretty cut and dry like if someone needs it you just give it to them but uh, be reasonable other people in the, other people in the class though don't like that kind of stuff imagine if you got your notes sent to you on a usb mm -hmm. and when class is going on you're just sitting there the phone. kids around you the the kids around you are going to be like especially as you're older right they're going to they're going to be like what the like what the heck's going on like why don't i get my notes like that mm -hmm. right so there's a there's a there's always that um aspect to it too unfortunately the note the note one is uh that's tricky man that's tricky because that's a fundamental skill that you need to succeed well, I know that like when I was in university, there would be at some in some classes, like the big lectures, uh, they would say, oh, you know, there's a, we need a note taker to send the student notes, like there's a student that needs that accommodation. They don't say who it is. And like, you would never know, but there were students that required that could be for anything like that's not obviously Tourette's, but like, it could be anything and they, and they need it. Maybe they don't have any hands. I don't know. Like, but I have, I did hear it. Like they made that announcement yeah. quite a, quite a lot yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, it, it, yeah. Overall, I'm sure there's situations, there definitely are situations where that, uh, it makes sense. I, I would just have concern about it to proceed yeah. with caution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that those are probably the most common accommodations anyway. So getting out of your classroom, going for a walk, if you have to, talking to your teacher, uh, you know, having extended time on your tests uh, in a separate classroom, maybe all of those things, those could be useful. I see that as being useful. And most of the time in those situations, other kids wouldn't notice. If you're not there because you're in another room, would you really care? Like, would you really look around and care? No. No doesn't it doesn't affect it doesn't affect you but yeah 100 percent. so what do you think yeah, yeah it's a good spot to wrap it up i gotta get back to uh to work since i'm on my lunch but um uh, yeah i would say with with accommodations try your best to make it happen without accommodations and then proceed with caution and only and use the one you need the one be you reasonable need. Yeah. 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 Because life is going to be uh, 
not as accommodating probably as the educational right, institutions right. but at the same time understand that they're there and they're there mm -hmm. in, if you do need them and that's mm -hmm. that's the point mm -hmm. you don't have to just struggle through it if you can't like you know if you can't make something work you don't have to struggle through it you if there's an accommodation that, that can that solve out. a problem that you're having that's a real issue mm -hmm. and uh you're not being lazy <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna put it bluntly you're not being lazy and uh it's a real issue then 100% take that accommodation. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Another great episode of the books. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed the podcast, remember to share it. We have merchandise available in the form of t-shirts with lots planned for the future. You can head to Tourette.ca or Tourette.org to find your local chapter in the Canada or the United States. And you can email us at tiktokpodcast at gmail.com if you have any topics, comments, or questions for us to discuss. Thanks for listening.